Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to 670 The Score. It is inside the clubhouse. He is Bruce Levine. I am Matt Spiegel. It is our last show of the year. And we bring in our last guest of the year on the Alpimonte Ford Hotline, Alpimonte Ford in Melrose Park. The voice of television White Sox baseball is Jason Benetti. He is kind enough to join us on a Saturday morning from where we do not know, but he's always, <laughs> Matt, he's always somewhere else tweeting out a picture of a arena or a view of the sky or an airport or uh, you know, the creativity is unbelievable, Jason. Where, where do you come up uh, with it? Yeah, it would be the back of a cab today. I'm actually getting <laughs> out of this cab at home. Uh, I have left Honolulu and arrived in lovely, foggy, chilly Chicago. Yes, indeed. Uh, a man of many places and a man of uh, diverse uh, talents, uh, radio, TV, you know, con- podcast, uh, you know, Broadcast everything that you can imagine is Jason Benetti. Do you need a couple minutes to get straightened out? No, I'm good. I uh, I'm out of the cab. I am al fresco right now. Really, you should put some clothes on. Okay, okay. Now this is a family <laughs> show. It was. It was. It was. Jason, uh, your first thoughts when it comes to the um, the recent signings of. Uh, a multitude of guys. Five free agents have been signed by the White Sox. One trade from Mazzara. Lots of new additions. Uh, All-stars are good. Home runs are good. Uh-huh. Cy Young winners are good. Young talent is good. Left-handed young talent is good. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at this while I'm assorted places and whatever, and I'm like, man, this is nonstop. It has been a constant flow of hope. White Sox fan in a lot of ways, and I love that it started with a guy that you know the the insider White Sox fans had said for now a year plus. Let's go get Yasmani Grandal, and not only did it start early when free agency had not been doing that, not only was it a, a position that everybody needs catcher, but it was a guy that White Sox fans wanted badly. And uh, it, it started great. Then there's that lull of a couple of weeks at the winter meetings, and everybody's like, that's not all they're going to do. And, of course, it's not, because this team wants to turn the corner. So I, I like that now we're in the mode where people are, once again, remembering that they get surprised positively by the White Sox front office as well. And so I'm, I'm thrilled. Jason, uh, the steady stream of hope is a nice way to put it. There was that lull, and with it came some old organizational doubts from some fans that, that, that we get to hear from. 
But you know what's happening now? Like, I've done it myself, and a lot of people have done it. They sit down with a pen and a piece of paper, and they start writing a lineup down. They start, yeah. they start like, you draw a diamond, and you start placing people around it and doing your own depth chart. It's been a long time since White Sox fans felt like that about the team, excited here in late December. That, I, I don't know if that can be overstated, really. No, no, it can't. I mean, you draw out a lineup and you're like, oh, we got that guy too, and we got that guy too, and oh, he's there too. Oh, maybe Tim bats like sixth or seventh. And you're like, wow, the depth here. And, and we all know watching baseball for as long as we all have combined, when you have depth in a lineup and depth in a pitching staff, it helps everybody else in so many ways you see more pitches as a guy who would have been one of three power bats instead of six power bats. There is just that redoubling uh, multiplier that comes from having a deep lineup. And we saw it with the twins in the division last year where it's like, you can't take a batter off. There's nobody that you say, all right, Hey, here's an OPS plus of 79. Let's go ahead and take care of that guy. Uh, and then the, the the Dallas Keuchel thing to me, and Gio Gonzalez as well. It's nice to have guys who can teach some stuff to the younger players. Right. And that's not to say James Shields didn't, or Ross Detweiler, or any of those guys, or Ivan Nova. But it's like these are two sturdy guys in a rotation that can help soak up innings as well. So I just think the the thinness of the roster is gone. And that will help make everybody else, young talent-wise, more robust. Everybody's looser, I think. Jason Benetti joins us on Inside the Clubhouse for a few more minutes. Jason, when you look at Ricky Renteria, and I know you have a particularly close relationship slash friendship slash business dealings <laughs> with, with Ricky on a daily basis, and you guys have an awful lot of fun together. I watch that. <laughs> when you look at... His ability to change on the fly from a developmental manager to a competition competing uh, to win a division, go to the playoff type manager. Are you curious as to what that might be all about, how that might look? I am. I am in game as well because, you know, I think we all know that Ricky sometimes is, is prone to play for one run or two runs with the lineup construction we've seen over the past couple of years. And he's, he's admitted, and, he, and he's a strategist who relies on bunting. And I think when you have as deep of a power lineup as the Sox might have, it'll be really interesting to see how he handles understanding that the three- or four-run inning might be more normal for his team. I saw it in the minor leagues. I've seen it in the majors as well. When you have a thinner lineup, the tendency as a manager, especially if you're a little more old school, is to want to play for one or two because you get into that, oh, what's going to go wrong this time sort of mode, and you just want to have one or you want to have two. And whether the numbers agree with that or not, I've seen it happen enough that I think it's a tendency of managers who have a thinner offensive club. And I do believe it's going to be really interesting and fun to watch Ricky evolve with this team as well and with the depth and one through nineedness of of the lineup that we're looking at right now, barring injury and all that stuff, and you know, Encarnacion isn't officially official with the release and all that stuff that goes along with it. But that's to me, that's that's the intriguing part 
of where this thing goes. How does Ricky manage with a lineup that's got more clout? One through nine. No, th- those are the good problems. That that's the good stuff. Yeah. Is now, now you get to see, well, Renteria um, uh, hold on to this idea of hitting Anderson down at six or seven, or will he uh, will he give Abreu the three spot even if he's slumping for a while, and 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 all those kind of things is. It, it, is he ready? Do you think he's ready to step out and make some uh, some difficult decisions um, in terms of how guys might feel about him? Because it, it's been important to have them on his side as he goes about this, but the, the responsibilities shift a bit here. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're right, Matt. But, and I also think that when you have options, your mind is more clever and more creative. When, when you're pinned to, okay, this guy I know is going to give me X, so I'm just going to leave him there because I don't want to mess with him too. Like, you start to close ranks a little bit mentally and creatively, I think. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what deference to veterans and where does Encarnacion fit in. And what does Tim Anderson's leadership look like a season after he became the guy who stepped out and did what he did? Uh, What's Lucas Giolito look like the year after? And all those guys will have a little bit more gumption, I think, within a clubhouse and, and not be territorial, but know that they have some territory that they can man. As far as your broadcasts go in the past, We've seen the range of what you and Steve can do as far as trying to have fun when you have a horrible product to the point of uh, <laughs> of actually broadcasting baseball directly. Yeah, what are you going to do when, with a good when you team? Have, right? When you have better teams. I mean, uh, do you, you imagine less shtick involved knowing going forward with better teams to broadcast? You know, I... Baseball should be fun. That's that's right. the part where I resist the word shtick. Is like baseball shtick isn't fun. bad. It's good. No, but but what I what I do find funny is you know when people compare the older generation of announcers to the newer generation, they say, well, we just won't see personality like we had back in the day. Right. And I understand that because personality with a capital P stands out in certain ways. And then we also get the, the people on Twitter and the people in person who say, well, you guys, you laugh too much. You don't pay attention to the game enough. Well, that's personality. So, like, I, I don't understand where that middle ground people want to find is. But the one thing I will say is uh, Steve and I are always going to have fun. That's the way baseball should be. Mm-hmm. But in big moments, and I think I think if you go back to any big moment the White Sox have had since I've come on board, since Steve and I have worked together, we absolutely effort to stay out of the way for the big moment. We're there to caption it. That is for the players. And, yeah, fifth inning, eight to nothing, we're going to step out and maybe get a top hat and cane out, uh, whether or not to, to wear and dance with or beat each other with. Uh, but but I, think, I, I think we have a track record of handling big moments in a way that's tactful and uh, respectful of the moment mm-hmm. and the player. So, you know, I just think, I think people will probably say, oh, wow, there's less shtick when the answer is, We've been doing this all along. There's just been less of an opportunity yeah. to notice. Yeah, unfortunately, there haven't been enough big moments or right. important moments, especially late in the season, 
to to actually glom onto. For, so for anybody, yeah, for, for absolutely anybody. And Stoney's talked about the importance of those kind of moments for the development of Giolito, for the development of some of these young guys. Mm-hmm. How do you respond? And now we'll see how you respond, Bonetti. I mean, you might have games of consequence in, in August. That Let's would be step fun. it up. Step it up, kid. Well, well, hey, hey, pick up your gauntlet from the floor there. Grobber's going to trip over it. Oh, <laughs> um, Maddie. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that, that's going to be fun. It should be it, it should be fun to have uh, actual games and at-bats of consequence. Chris Sale left here without really ever pitching uh, a true game of divisional consequence, and, and, and that's a crime. Maybe in 12. Maybe, but the whole, yeah. the whole last month they fell apart. But, yeah, you're right. There was a little mm-hmm. bit in 12. But, you know, to see Jose Abreu, who's so good in big moments, so good and adjusts with men in scoring position, to see him have a chance is, is, is going to be great. I uh, wanted to ask you about one guy um, who, who a lot of us have come to love, and that's James McCann. And I know he'll be marginalized a bit by the Grandal signing, of course, but this is a dude who is hugely important to the game planning of Giolito and other pitchers. And how is he going to take um, his, his new role on this team? You know, I think I, I haven't talked to James about it, but I do think that James understands that, hey, if I can be at my best four out of seven days or three out of seven days or three in a DH or whatever it is, you know, maybe that ends up being best for him. And I know he is confident in him as a, himself as a bona fide major leaguer. I know he knows how important he is to Giolito, et cetera. And I think he'll benefit, too, from not being, you know, the only catcher on the staff who people herald for his game planning. Not to say any other guys didn't have that component, but as you know, pitchers in that clubhouse were like, man, that guy really game plans. And I've heard the same about Yasmani Grandal from, from people with the Brewers and Dodgers, that he's a very strong game planner. So uh, I, I think James will be okay with it simply because the season he had last year, if he needed an edifying moment where, like, hey, I am a major leaguer, that whole non-tendering thing was wrong and ridiculous, and I'm better than that, that happened last year. With the holiday season being here and the time for giving and helping others out, how do we help Steve Stone add to his uh, Twitter account? And uh, what, what, what can us mere mortals do to help Steve get to the level of a Jason Benetti or, you know, add thousands of people? Because he's very impatient and he's, he's in need right now. Well, Steve and his gerbil, evidently, are very <laughs> impatient. So what I would say is if you're listening to this on Mitch Rosen's 670 The Score and all of the wondrous <laughs> folks who have come through those halls, if you have a friend who has a Twitter account, call that friend and ask them for just $1.99 a month. If they'll follow Steve Stone, you can make one Steve Stone terribly happy with one follower or two followers, whatever you mm-hmm. can spare. Yeah. In this time of alms and need, uh, please call your friends and have them click the button to follow Steve Stone. He loves you. Yeah. He needs you. It reminds me of these Sally Struthers uh, infomercials yeah. late at night. I, I, have offered, I have offered all the people who dislike me on Twitter, which is many thousands, to move to Steve and to to you know join in on the in the mix of 
uh, for him in this needy time, in this time of uh, real despair for Steve. So, mm. And you've done a lot yourself, Jason. I, I know you have. Yeah, I, I want to say something about your Twitter account, Bruce, because <laughs> you have you know, you have an outstanding history of breaking news, and you're a great baseball columnist and writer and reporter and insider and all of this. Your grammar on Twitter mm-hmm. is notably wondrous. It is. How, how did you learn to put all those spaces between the final word and the period to end the sentence? Uh, I got it from Steve Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that you follow it. Uh, there's so many people that are in awe of me in a bad way when it comes to Twitter. But nonetheless... Um, it's, it's new, it's, though. You're breaking the news. Like, you do a wonderful job at getting mm-hmm. stuff. I just, I, you'd be even faster. I give you as many spa- I, I've always been told. I've always been told to give people a lot of space. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jason, when the, when the Bryant grievance news comes, it doesn't matter how many spaces are, are there before the final period. It won't matter. Yeah, no, it won't. But uh, but people do hate me on Twitter, and uh, I appreciate it, and I will will move as many as I can to to help Steve Stone out. Hey, uh, on a serious note, your broadcast uh, range is is unbelievable. You walk into uh, a place you've never been before on a game that you've never covered on a team that you've never covered, and you make it seem like you're the the home broadcaster for that particular team in that particular city. How how do you other than great preparation and hard work, get to be so comfortable at whatever sport on whatever, whether it's television or radio, and you just walk in and you you make people feel like you've been there forever? Well, first of all, Bruce, I I really do appreciate that, and I appreciate uh, your care for my work. No, I really do, and and this is – this. I have two answers to that. Number one, I try to work ahead as much as possible. So I like to get names and numbers and all of that into my head. If I have the game a week ahead, 10 days ahead, especially for basketball season, I like to get that stuff built. I mean, it's watching game tape. But the the one thing that I do need to say to that is that there's this group of young announcers, Adam Amin, who does the Bears preseason, uh, Bulls as well, uh, Joe Davis, Dodgers, Kevin Brown from ESPN, my former colleague with the Syracuse Chiefs, Mike Cousins from ESPN, who worked with me in Syracuse as well. Uh, There's a list of young announcers who love this deeply and dearly and are very, very good at that sort of thing. And so I'm just glad to be part of this group of people who I think allow sports broadcasting to be in very good hands uh, in the future. So I appreciate you saying that. My nephew's coming after you. My nephew, Jack McMullen. I know, Jack. Mm-hmm. Jack's coming for all of us. He's a sports director at WAER at the Syracuse station, as Benetti was. That list, I, I sent you that list because I was like, oh my God, look at these people. Yeah, and we heard you were it's a very a tough boss, list. too. We heard you were very <laughs> tough. Our friend Jordan Burnfield said that you scared him into working hard and becoming an outstanding broadcaster just from his first day experience a, with a, you. A culture of fear and intimidation is what Benetti and just, provides. Either you work or you're out. Mm hmm. Well, Jason, you're not being fair. It's not fair. I don't like the way you're treating us. I don't. 
Sorry, Jordan. (laughs) He said that you scared him into into being the hardworking broadcaster he is today. So there's there's a lot of good there. I I, there's there's love there's love in the biting uh, criticism. Jason, we we appreciate your time very much. Keep up on doing the great work that you do. I, I don't usually throw around kudos to people that don't deserve it. In your case, uh, it's I follow every game that you do because I know that you're going to make that team and that event even more interesting. So keep up the great work. Have a great holiday season. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Jason. Right. That's Jason Benetti on yeah. 670 The Score. This hour is brought to you by Team Hockberg. Visit their new website, 56david.com. That's 56david.com. The range is unbelievable uh, for Jason Benetti, who we are lucky to have here doing White Sox games. And the fact that um, I, I I consider him uh, the, the newer version of Bob Costas because of that range and because of his ability to do everything seamlessly uh, so well. It's just it's just fun to listen to Jason Benetti. 670, the score is where you are. It's inside the clubhouse. Uh, the phone lines are now open for the rest of the show. And we were talking before the show about what to do today on the final inside the clubhouse of 2019. And we'd like you to call up or text and give us one team, Cubs or Sox, and tell us the best and worst thing about this baseball year for those teams. Could be a player. Could be some other kind of factor for the team. But uh, there's certainly a bunch of players to talk about. The best and worst things about the year for the White Sox and the Cubs. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. He's Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel on Inside the Clubhouse on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
The bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. The Chicago Wolves host the Admirals at 3 p.m. tomorrow in the final home game of 2019. It's a Little Debbie Sunday, which means the first 1,000 kids receive a Dave & Buster's gameplay card at the door. It's inside the clubhouse on 670 score. Had some fun with Jason Benetti. And always. Always, right? And yeah. uh, now we move on to talking about the year that was for the Cubs and the White Sox here on uh, December 28th. Your highlights. Highlights um, for the Cubs, you Darvish returning to form and really being one of the best pitchers in baseball in the second half of the year. Well, he took him a couple of years to get comfortable as a Cub, right? Yeah. It's an, and there will forever be a lost season in the middle of the window when Darvish was a disaster. Doesn't change that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he was hurt. He, he, he pretty much was hurt during the, the first season he was around and that was uh that was not a good thing. But last year, we saw signs of one of the top pitchers in baseball mm-hmm. from the second half on. And hopefully that's going to continue for the next four years of his contract control. Uh, that is uh, essential for the, the Cubs to continue to establish him as a number one with one year left with uh, with John Lester. Uh, there is an option in John's contract, but uh, nonetheless, from what it looked like last year, maybe one more will be enough for him and call it a career. We'll see what he's got left in 2020. It's it's going to be really important. And then you have, uh, of course, Jose Quintana moving into his last year uh, under contract control. Best on the south side is Giolito to me. I mean, I know Juan Moncada's breakout is uh, great. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, but Anderson wins a batting title. I know. But, you but, know, uh, Eloy in the second half, yeah. 31 home runs in – just over 400 at bats. Uh, there's there's a lot to be uh, excited about when you look at what the White Sox contribution was from 2019. But I don't think anything's more valuable in sports, or really in baseball, I should say, than a front of the rotation ace. No doubt, and, and it was it, it's something that, uh, as you say, Matt. You know, you talk about the rebuild, and you talk about these big trades where. 2018, Chris Sale helped the team win a World Series. 2019, Adam Eaton helped the team win a World Series. These were huge trades that were made uh, that got back very young talent for the Chicago White Sox. And now the Giolito part of it, the Mancata part of it, uh, you know, hopefully the Lopez part of it and the Kopech part of it uh, shows up again uh, this year when Kopech comes back. Uh, these were. Big trades helped other teams win World Series, and now mm-hmm. it's for the White Sox to move forward. But I agree with you, Giolito was huge. Uh, on the other side of town? In terms of bad or in terms, terms of, of good? In terms of good. Well, I gave you Darvish. Um, I, I, I think the, it, it's going to take a little while for it to manifest, and, and hopefully it does, obviously. But the organizational restructuring, the decisive big picture stuff that they've done had to be done. I think it might be a year too late. But I'm glad they're doing it, and I, I'm glad that they're brought in a guy to draft who loves to draft and has a proven track record because that stuff has been the disaster that has put them where they are. So yeah, I'm glad it, that they, they've they, they've made that kind it, of. It move. really has. It, it, like I said earlier in the show, the the other part of trying to win right now uh, doesn't necessarily go along with this restructuring in the. Uh, scouting department and in the player development part it usually goes with we're restructuring scouting we're structuring the 
player development, and we are mm-hmm. we are taking a step back to take a step forward. That still has to be determined, Matt. We don't know if that's going to happen. It it could very well be, you know, Bryant has traded the young players coming back. A couple of them might play on the two thousand and twenty team. Maybe a couple don't, but. That is the part that's unanswered right now going forward. Yeah, Texter says, Yohan Moncada looked like the superstar in all caps that we thought he could be. And that that is that is true. I mean, offensively. There's no doubt. And just, you know, to look like that and show you that after the, the so, so many strikeouts and so much looking, he took it upon himself to show the world he could rake, and he did. Would you like to compare his year to Manny Machado's? It's a lot better. Yeah, it's a lot better. Better. Let's uh, go to Craig on the northwest side on 670 The Score. Hey, Craig. Good morning, guys. Morning. morning. Um, I thought the most disappointing la- part of the last of the season was the last two months when Craig Kimbrell just couldn't close the door on so many games. That Saturday against the Cardinals in September was the straw that broke my back. Mm. Yeah, I understand that, and uh, <clears throat> there were a lot of them. Nine home runs in uh, twenty innings. That's uh, it's hard to do, and especially when they had the problems all year, and the Kimber rumors were all there, all there all year. They finally, they Ricketts agrees to come up with the money. They make it all happen, and then here he comes, and he was bad. Yeah. Uh, it was sad. You have any positives out of two thousand and twenty, Craig? <laughs> Oh, I had fun at the game. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, the lunch spread. The lunch spread, Craig. Craig. Uh, so, uh, some of your your trivia questions at the lunch spread might be well, my were highlights. the highlights of a lot of our games this year. Craig, happy happy holidays to you. Thanks for chiming Thank in. All right. Thanks, Craig. Uh, Craig Lynch, a yeah. good friend of the show oh, and a great, a great, great baseball mind and guy that – Phenomenal. We have a lot of fun with at the ballpark. Absolutely great baseball mind. This is Mark and Cicero on 670 The Score. Hello, Mark. Hey, God, I listen to you guys every Saturday morning. We appreciate I it. I love baseball. I'm the Terry Boars of baseball. And one of the best times I had last year with Benetti was the Joe, uh, Bill Walton uh, game. Me and my kid enjoyed that so much. That's so awesome. Anyway, that was a special. They should bring that back every year. Oh, that was incredible. But anyways, um, I love the White Sox. I, I like the Cubs. I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. And the worst thing the Cubs did was they tied themselves to another bad contract in Kimbrough. I already saw Kimbrough the last year and a half with the Red Sox. No good. Mm-hmm. The best thing for the White Sox was they didn't sign Manny Machado and spent all that money. It, it has turned out that way for sure. And, uh, to take it a step further, uh, on the Kimbrel contract, um, he can give the Cubs eight teams, Matt, that he won't be traded to. So he's got a partial no trade. Right. So projecting this further, and hopefully he's very good for them and he's helping them get to the playoffs. But if not, uh, July will be that day of reckoning that Theo talks about. July could be the time that the Cubs show that they are interested in the next rebuild for them going down the line because if if they're not competitive or if they're just so so team at the deadline 
there's a lot of deals that they might they might be the most intriguing team in baseball mm. at that point. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, for the wrong reason. Understood, understood. You know, we've entertained that possibility in conversation with Theo and with Jed a couple of times as July has approached. But you're right in this division, depending on where. The Cardinals, Brewers, and Reds are. If you are the Cubs and you reach July, you might be looking at Quintana as a trade option, uh, Lester as a trade option, Kimbrell, who you mentioned, let alone the Contreras and Bryant issues. If they're not dealt this offseason, could be a lot. Here's the good news for Cub fans. Their division, other than the Reds, who have really stepped it up and probably aren't done yet, uh, nobody has done much of anything. Cardinals have done very little to add to their team. They signed a uh, pitcher from Korea that they feel is going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be right about that. They were right, right. about Miles Mikolas. The, the 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 Brewers have signed periphery players like Sogard, um, like um, um, Avisel Garcia. Oh, right. Right. But they, but they at, lost Moustakas. At first base, they've added a uh, um, left-handed hitting guy from Toronto. Spacing Justin Smoke. Justin Smoke. So uh, there are, you know, there are a few ads there. Um, you know, Brett Anderson, if you like that, he coming off of a decent year with Oakland. Uh, but nothing that jumps out at you saying we're taking a step way above where Chicago's at, where uh, Cardinals have not done that either. But uh, that, that doesn't lighten the load for the Cubs to make improvements, but it does give them some hope that uh, once they, they do get clear of this Brian situation one way or another, yeah. that they'll be able to identify what they'd like to do. I think the, um, the, the negative, the bad thing about this year for the Cubs, more than anything, is the continued understanding of the financial realities that big market behemoths are still beholden to and that the Cubs seem to be uh, adhering to. That this is uh, you don't want to be a repeater in the tax. You just do not. Yeah, it, and, it's, and, and so you step. You'll step back this year, and hopefully step forward next year. It is disheartening when you talk to Cub fans about the fact that um, you know the Ricketts family we know has spent a tremendous amount of money uh, on payrolls recently, a tremendous amount of money upgrading the ballpark, uh, spending spending a billion dollars for the the rehab of the ballpark and the area. Uh, but it is disheartening when you hear too much about money and less about players being added to the team. Yeah, 670, the score is where you are. He is Bruce Levine. I am Matt Spiegel. This segment is brought to you by Subway. Subway restaurants feature a different six-inch sub for three seventy-nine every day. Subway, make it what you want. At participating restaurants, additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Steve Rosenblum at the top of the hour, but more of you with us next on The Score. Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse, along with Matt Spiegel, Bruce Levine, for just a few more minutes here as we wrap this baby up. Take your calls here at 312-644-6767. Matt will be with our good friend Steve Rosenblum until 2. And then, of course, Maggie and Julie up until Bulls basketball, 645. David Schuster has the pregame show tonight on The Score. That's your lineup. And, Matt, uh, let's... uh, Take a few calls before we wrap this baby up. Jim is in Valparaiso, Indiana, and is now on the score. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning to you, gentlemen. First, I want to thank you for being on the air, and I wish you were on a few times during the week because my big fear was with the way the Bulls and the Blackhawks are playing that unless the White Sox and Cubs had decent seasons, we were going to spend the next seven months 
doing nothing but talking about Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, let, let's um, hope let's hope that's not the case, and yeah. we. We will guarantee you that on Saturdays here as well. And Sundays uh, Sundays soon as well. We're, we're like, what, six weeks from pitchers and catchers? Something like that. I think 85 days from opening day. Okay, not bad. So, so we're there. We'll take it. Yes, sir. Okay, a couple of questions for you, and then, you know, then I'll, then I'll hang up and listen. Uh, number one, um, you know, it sounds like the White Sox are doing a lot of things the right way. The only thing I'm wondering is how many DHs do we have right now what is projected as the starting outfield for the White Sox? My second question, all those things that MLB was testing out in the, uh, I guess, the Mid-Atlantic League last year, what, what's the latest on that? Thank well, you, Jim. Well, they are going to be moving forward with uh, an automatic pitch, pitch uh, you know, strike and ball guy uh, machine. So that... I think that'll be in Major League Baseball at some point, at some level within the next five years. Yeah, they keep testing it out, and it's um, it, it, the the process has made some incorrect calls, and there's kinks to work out, and that's why they're doing it down there. In terms of new rules and things coming to MLB right now, we've got the three batter rule that's, that's coming. Right. Pitchers will have to face three batters, yes, unless the inning ends. Right. Um, you have a 26th man coming to the roster right. who cannot be a pitcher. Right. It has to be 13 pitchers on your team at all times. So you cannot uh, add. So that's going to add an extra position player as well. And we're changing the length of the injured list. Uh, the length of the injured list for pitchers will be 15 days. Uh, there's no, you can't use the 10 like a little taxi no, squad. No, that's, that's been manipulated and that's why they're going to 15 there. So that's the case. But, uh, all in all, uh, you know, hopefully some good things. We'll see how managers and bullpen people handle the three batter minimum. You do have a lot of DHs, and some of them will be using gloves for the White Sox. Um, yeah. you'll, you'll have Eloy Jimenez in left, Adam Engel in center, Nomar Mazzara in right. Yeah, will be opening in day. center. Yeah, it's good. It might, it might, you know, uh, I'm, still, I'm still thinking that Robert's going to be the opening day center field. Man, I would love that. And, and, and there's and, always that possibility they sign him to a contract similar to the one they signed Eloy to. That's the case, so that would be exciting. They should. Three levels last year was terrific, uh, was ready for a fourth level. I understand why they didn't do it, um, but service time issues exist. If you're going to sign him, and they've been so good at signing their young guys to team-friendly contracts, Anderson's contract looks amazing. Quintana's was advantageous. Sales was advantageous. Eloy's so far looks good. If they do that and Robert gets to be your opening day center fielder, that would be terrific. Awesome. Let's uh, hit the phone again, Matt. This is Norm in Algonquin on the score. Hello, Norm. Good morning, gentlemen. Great show as always. Thank and you. love talking baseball in the dead of fall, or I guess this is winter. Yeah, um, we're here for you every Saturday. <laughs> but, Matt, yeah, I agree. You know, uh, Giolito and Mancata uh, with the White Sox, of course, great, great seasons. But, you know, Something I think that was overlooked, too, is uh, the back end of their bullpen with Bummer and Colome and, uh, of course, the catching. Uh, McCann really stepped up, had an awesome year. So um, I don't know what are you guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I think Colome, they knew what they had, and the decision to keep him looks really good right now. Yeah, because, it was a smart move. Yeah, they, they knew where they were intending to go here in this offseason. We did not. Uh, yeah, but, but uh, I, you know, it was, it's one less thing you had to worry about and go get in this offseason. You've right. got a guy who likes the ninth inning. Yep. He's not afraid of it. Yeah. Uh, McCann slipped in the second half. He had an all-star 
caliber, and he was an all-star the first part, and mm-hmm. therefore they they moved uh, forward and got Grandal and McCann in the last year of his deal before he becomes a free agent. And um, Evan Marshall, to a lesser extent, and certainly Aaron Bummer. Aaron is Bummer. A, oh, a, a closer quality, but in this league, when everybody wants their Andrew Miller type, their lefty that they can throw at in a specific situation, you can get guys out from both sides of the plate, go multiple innings. It is gold, and they've got it with Aaron Bummer. By the way, next week we'll be on from 11 to 1. Tell your friends, neighbors, uh, in-laws, whoever you're talking to, 11 to 1 for Inside the Clubhouse next week as we have uh, right here on the score a radio.com sports NFL preview show that'll uh, be there before we get on at 11 o'clock next week. Saturday. Yeah, I think it's a special you better you bet um, for for the preview of the NFL playoffs. That's during our time slot. So we will be on at 11 a.m. Uh, next week, uh, 11 to 1. Uh, let's squeeze in one more call. Yes, sir. Let's go to Paul in Lake Forest. Hey, Paul, you're on the score. You're a final caller today. Hey, morning, guys. Good show. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, quickly, I, I don't even watch baseball anymore. It's a four-hour game because of the dearth of talent. Every team has six guys that should be in the minors. It's the quality of play why the games are so long. It's the most boring thing. I'd rather go see an amateur comedian. That's a great call to end the, sh- the show with. Uh, Paul, I, I, I... He just called me an amateur comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's great. I think I think we end no, with no, his you know, thoughts uh, look, on baseball. I, I feel his pain. There's days at the ballpark when they're three and a half and four hour games. <laughs> yeah, but it's nothing. But that, it, that it's not it's not interesting and it's not fun. Do you think there's six players on every roster who should be? I in would the say minors? six. Okay. No, no. You think the quality? No, of the... no. I mean they're they're not in the minors because you're seeing the best talent available, regardless whether you think it's great uh-huh. or not. I'm just glad I chose to take that call. I'm just glad I chose yeah. to let his voice be the one that wraps us up. Matt, uh, we have people to thank Jason <laughs> Benetti for coming on and uh, adding to our show. Also, our uh, great job by Zach, our uh, direct, our, our uh, producer. Zach Withers does a great job for us every week. Again, next week we'll be on from 11 uh, until 1. Coming up next, Steve Rosenblum and you, Matt. People can follow me on Twitter, MLB Bruce Levine. Also, write for the Cubs and Sox on our website, 670thescore.com. Have a good week. Have a good week, uh, Bruce. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks, Zach. Check out the Benetti interview from the top of this hour if you missed it. It was great, great fun. Uh, I'll tweet out a link uh, in a little bit. Uh, Rosenblum and me, Spiegel, coming up next on 670 The Score. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.